This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Everyone needs to unload to someone who's unbiased and who isn't judging. Visit betterhelp.com super and unload the stress. This video contains spoilers for The Eternals. Hey brother! Well, you guys, I just saw The Eternals for the first time a couple nights ago and I have to say, I really missed Game of Thrones. I mean, that show always kept you on your toes, but the love triangle between Rob and John and Cersei? <laughs> I did not see it coming. No, but despite the deviant dragons, use of the same characters, and some of the same names, it's obviously way different from Game of Thrones, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, there is now a canon character whose literal power is finger guns. I mean, <laughs> What more could you ask for? But I have to say, when it comes to Kit Harrington's character of Dane Whitman, there is just no way they weren't trying to capitalize on some Jon Snow love. I mean, for one, he's dating a super powerful woman who he knows just nothing about. You know nothing, Jon Snow. But the real kicker is in the post credit scene, where just moments after failing to reveal a family secret to Cersei, because, you know, she got whisked off to space by a giant six-eyed celestial to, you know, be scolded. We, the audience, get a little hint as to what that secret was going to be. Be. Kit, sorry, John, sorry. Dane is seen in his room opening an ancient magical looking box, which contains an equally magical looking black sword. And he is just about to touch it when he gets a warning from an off-screen character asking if he's sure he's ready for that. And then it cuts to black, which is honestly all too fitting because the character they introduced is none other than the Black Knight. To which you might be saying, uh, who? Don't worry, today we find out, and I assure you, he's as Jon Snow as ever. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. All right, let me break it down for you. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your house unlocked when you leave for the day. You trust your neighbors and most of the time, yeah, it's probably fine. But what if you come back one day and all your stuff is gone and not just like your expensive gadgets, but also your personal documents and financial information. If only you'd remember to deadbolt the door. Because that's what ExpressVPN does for your data, except way better. It's way more effective than just deadbolting the door. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so hackers can't get to your information. Because anytime you're online at all and connected to an unencrypted network like at a coffee shop or a hotel or at the airport, a hacker can get on that same network and gain access to your data. And they don't really need anything that special to do it, just some cheap software that even a 12-year-old could operate. But the great news is that using ExpressVPN is even easier than that. You just open the app, push the single big red button, and boom, you're protected. And I mean like super protected. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to hack through the encryption. Plus, I mean, let's face it, pushing a big red button, always fun. So if you want to keep hackers away from your data, head to expressvpn.com scb. Again, that is expressvpn.com scb. Viewers of our channel, if they sign up today, get an extra three months free. One more time, that's expressvpn.com scb for an extra three months free. Link is in the description down below. All right, so before we dive into like the post-credit scene, we also need to address the mid-credit scene, which dropped just several bombs right in a row and introduced two new characters to the MCU, including Harry Styles. Dina, Druig, and Makari are all chilling out in their spaceship, you know, in space, when they suddenly notice a disturbance and then a troll 
teleports himself onto their ship. Said troll has clearly had quite a few libations and is in the process of consuming yet another. This character is Pip Gofern or Pip the Troll, and he's basically serving as a hype man for his companion who he proceeds to stumble through introducing, but we'll get to him in a second. Because Pip himself has some unique abilities, most notable of which is teleporting, which obviously he used to get on the ship. But the real question might be, how did he know where the ship was. And in fact, that is the second half of his powers. He can locate anyone anywhere, which if you ask me, sounds super useful. I mean, imagine if the Avengers had Pip there when they were looking for Thanos. But if that power sounds a little bit overpowered, well, that's because it is, because typically Pip's powers come from exposure to Marvel's favorite power-giving MacGuffin, the Space Stone. Those are at least his powers in the comics anyway, but I think both of them are in play again here because again, they found the ship and him and his companion claim to have found the Eternals' friends who are in trouble. And that brings us to his companion whom Pip introduces as Star Fox or Eros, the brother of Thanos. Which like, as soon as he said that, I was scratching my head a little because uh, I mean, for one, Eros doesn't look anything like Thanos at all. Like he's not like a giant purple dude. Uh, they don't even look like the same species, honestly. But it turns out this is in fact the case. They are full on biological brothers with shared parents and everything. Comics wise, their parents are both Eternals as well. Their father, Elars, is an Eternal from Earth, which might not be true in the MCU since we met all the Eternals from Earth and he wasn't one of them. My personal guess is that both parents are just gonna end up being from Titan where Thanos is from because that's also where their mother is from. Her name is Susan and she is an Eternal from Titan. And typically the way it works is that because they're both Eternals from different planets, their offspring are extra powerful because they have cosmic energy from both planets. That said though, you may have just noticed that Alars and Susan look like regular humans. So what accounts for Thanos being such a giant purple dude? And actually they kind of touch on it a little in the Eternals movie with Thena. Throughout the movie, Thena is suffering from a condition known as Mod Weary. That's M-A-H-D-W-Y apostrophe R-Y, which until I saw it written down, I, I had no idea what they were saying. Mod Weary though is a kind of disease Eternals specifically are able to suffer from if they have been around for an extra long time. This is because even though they have godlike bodies, they still have human-like minds. And after millenniums of experiences and memories, it can all start to just like drive them a little mad. It's, it's too much. But that is not the only kind of disease an Eternal can have. They can also suffer from what is known as deviant syndrome, which I have to imagine has something to do with, you know, the deviance we saw in Eternals. But the main effect of that on the Eternals is that it causes a really mutated appearance, hence why Thanos looks like Thanos. But so anyway, let's go back to Eros. Who is he? Well, basically he is the exact opposite of Thanos. And this was a very deliberate choice by both characters creator, Jim Starlin, who wanted to create a set of brothers who had the opposing Freudian ideals of Eros and Thanatos. Oh boy, Freud. Let's go. So according to Freud, humans have both a life instinct and a death drive. Guess which one Thanos is? Yeah, Thanatos is the death drive. And again, according to Freud, this is what causes humans to engage in risky behaviors. Behaviors that could end in your own death. And this tracks pretty well with Thanos. I mean, after all, we know he does kill half the population of the entire universe. And then in the comics, he is literally in love with the physical embodiment of death. Eros, on the other hand, is the life force, the will to live and to uh, create life. 
if you know what I mean. And fittingly, Eros' character is the exact opposite of Thanos. While Thanos is the universe's most calm, calculated, and driven cynic, Eros is just completely carefree and mostly concerned with just having a good time, which explains why Pip the Troll shows up in his libaceous state. But don't be fooled, Eros is extremely powerful. He can fly and has super strength and a myriad of other cosmic abilities. His main issue though is being motivated enough to hone those skills into something useful. Not that he doesn't try, but he's often slipped up by his one unique psychic power that allows him to <coughs> stimulate the pleasure centers of the brains of people within 25 feet of himself. So basically he's just a total party boy who has tons of potential, but who has put just very little effort into developing those skills. Speaking of party boys though, I think it's pretty possible we end up seeing Eros and Pip with the Eternals meet up with the Guardians in Guardians 3. I mean, after all they are in space. But we also know the Guardians will be looking for Gamora, who actually would be Eros's niece. And then Peter himself is also the son of a celestial, Ego. Plus then on top of that, Guardians 2 also tease the character of Adam Warlock, who Eros has had some crossover with in the comics. But from there, let's head back to the post credit scene, where I feel pretty confident we're going to see Dane Whitman return with the Eternals as the Black Knight. If you will recall, earlier in Eternals, Cersei and Dane are chatting in a stairwell where she is promptly turning down his invitation to live together. But she does give him a rare ring that belonged to his family and reminds him that he really needs to call his uncle. He sighs heavily and says he knows he should and will, but it's obviously something he's been putting off doing. But clearly by the end of the movie, he has called his uncle and learned quite a bit about his family and he's about to reveal everything he's learned to Cersei, but then she gets, you know, whisked away into space. What he would have said though, if Cersei hadn't been whisked away, is that he did call his uncle and his uncle told him a lot of interesting family secrets, including that he owns a very powerful magical sword known as the Ebony Blade. And that the Ebony Blade was actually created by Merlin and Sir Percy, who was their shared ancestor and who served on the Knights of the Round Table. In fact, the Ebony Blade was created as the counterpoint to Excalibur, the sword of King Arthur that we saw Theta wielding earlier in Eternals. And not only that, but this blade offers whoever wields it a certain amount of superpowers. First of all, it can cut through anything, it can deflect any magic, and it can be summoned telekinetically by whatever user it's presently linked to, kind of like Thor with Mjolnir. Not only that, it can also heal its user to prevent them from dying or even resurrect them in some cases. And also, also, actually, actually, when it's at full power, it will encase its user in a suit of black armor. So basically, Dane Whitman is basically gonna end up a guy with a really cool special sword, dress in black, have a secret royal lineage, and probably get resurrected at some point. I mean, for goodness sakes, it's just Jon Snow. Like, I honestly can't believe they didn't just give him an albino husky to go take care of. Wow, my hair is amazing. You know what actually it says here? He usually has a winged horse, so that's cool. John did ride a dragon though. What do I hold on to? Anyway, obviously there's a lot of perks to holding the sword, but if you will recall, Dane is awfully cautious and quite nervous about actually touching and linking himself to it. And that is because the blade also carries with it a curse. Dun, dun, dun. 
And the curse is a pretty vicious loop. Basically, if the user ever does anything evil with it or kill anybody, it will make the sword crave more blood, which will make the user then do more evil things, which will make the sword crave more blood, which will make the user do more, you get it. And really, this is kind of another way it's like Mjolnir, like only a truly worthy person would be able to wield the sword without succumbing to its darker desires, because only a truly worthy person would never do anything evil with the sword. The obvious difference being that only worthy people can even pick up Mjolnir to begin with, whereas anyone could just pick up the sword and start succumbing to its power and wreaking havoc. Now, comics-wise, the reason Dane decides to finally pick up the sword is because his uncle reveals to him that he was indeed not worthy, that he tried picking up the blade, but it turned him into a supervillain. And I have to imagine, since Dane's uncle is in play again, that that's probably gonna be the case. Maybe he's even gonna be the villain Dane has to overcome. But that in a nutshell is the Black Knight. I'm sure Dane will have to overcome some inner demons of feeling like he is indeed not worthy before realizing that he is worthy and, you know, saves the day. The other big question though, of course, is who was talking to him off screen? Who warns him about picking up the blade? But actually it's no mystery at all. The director of the Eternals has come out since the movie was released and just revealed that the character is none other than Blade to be played by Mahershala Ali. And Blade, if you don't know, is a half man, half vampire hero who will soon be gracing the MCU with his presence. That said, I have no idea what him and Dane are gonna be getting up to. I mean, comics wise, they have been on a team together before, uh, MI-13. And MI-13 is a British agency that handles paranormal problems and is typically led by a character called Captain Britain. And I only bring them up because Captain Britain's alter ego is a guy named Brian Braddock. And in Endgame, you can hear Peggy where she says, So who knows, maybe MI-13 is the team up we can be looking forward to, including Dane, Brian, Braddock, and Blade. But there you go, guys. That is the end credit scene of The Eternals Explained. I am honestly really looking forward to seeing Jon Snow in the MCU. It's gonna be, I think it's gonna be awesome. But Ben, my question for you and everyone else is, what did you think of The Eternals? Did you like it? Did you love it? Let me know all your thoughts in the towel section down below. And before you guys go, I have a big announcement for you guys. In case you missed it yesterday, my family vlog is back over on the Jonathan Carlin Vlogs channel. We've been dormant for a while because I had twins at almost the exact same time, you know, the pandemic hit, and that was a lot to deal with, but we're back. In fact, here's a little post-video trailer for you. Enjoy. Hello? Are you, are you there? Does that mean things are finally starting to go back to normal? 6.43 on Saturday morning. And we're already awake. This is starting into like a Pokemon card vlog. Things I don't think will ever be normal, normal. So they have like this twice a month bread day. Bread day. Don't, just be, just be, just be really careful. Can you say, wee? I just, I would really like to show you my current favorite coffee mug. <gasps> oh oh so my gosh, that's It's got all these different colored Mickey mice on them, but really, so good. Mm. It's my favorite because it's the one that has coffee in it. Now you may have noticed it said November 8th in the trailer, but great news, today is November 9th, which means the first episode is already up and live for you to go watch right now. And, and the fun doesn't stop there because it's not just the return of my vlog, it is the launching of Ben's. Ben is going to be launching his own vlog channel. It is called With the Carlins. The first episode is gonna drop later this week on Friday and will document the birth of his first daughter, 
Addison. Link to both vlogs are in the description down below. But guys, as always, thank you so much for watching today's video. Please leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Marvel action from us. If you want to check out my first new vlog, you can check out this video right here. Or if you want to go subscribe to Ben's channel, you can click right here. Honestly, I think you should do both. But otherwise, until next time, Ben, I will see you in another life, brother.